What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast, episode 75, you know, the third quarter of the podcast. We are, I'm, I'm really happy to be here once, as always, with Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing? Doing all right, man. Can't complain. You know, episode 75, chugging along, chugging along to 100 and and shit to 775. You know, we trying to trying to make this thing sure. trying to make this thing jump, but doing well, man. It's Birds of Prey week. I know I'm sorry to everybody we got it late. Me and Schubert didn't watch the gentleman over the weekend, so we were like, look, come back by Tuesday. Super Bowl shook it up. You know? Yeah, the, the Super Bowl messed me up because like when I was watching Super Bowl, I was like, damn, I'm probably because I wasn't even at my house watching. I was at my homie's house and I didn't leave their house till like three o'clock in the morning. So I was like it's like, oh, yeah, there's no me and Schubert. Look, we're going to give it to y'all this week. We're not going to miss a week, but we just got to push it back a couple days. And y'all going to get the next episode on the normal Monday schedule because we're going to review Birds of Prey. But Schubert, I wanted to say this because it's Black History Month. I want to give every episode of black actor or and actress. I'll do both. I, I was thinking that I'll do one and then doing like just mix them in each week. But I'm going to give a black actor and actress that people should check out every like. You know, check out each episode and then check out their movies. Uh, did you have you ever heard of Kane River? Kane River, I think that's what it's called. Kane but it's River. like this really historic um, film that was made by independent African American filmmakers. Yeah, Kane River oh, in yeah, 1982, made by, made by Horace Jenkins. Yeah, made by Horace Jenkins. Yeah, it's yeah. They're they're doing like a a re-showing of it during Black History Month. Mm, okay, well look, it should be giving us a film for y'all to check out. But no, nah, I've never seen it. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. But I want to give y'all a black actor to check out today. I'm gonna give you Ozzy Davis. He was in a lot of new, uh, a lot of Spike Lee films. My favorite Ozzy Davis role that like, and, and this shows my my age, but. I loved him in Do the Right Thing, but he's been in other things like Jungle Fever, uh, Cotton Comes to Harlem, Bubba Hotep, Gone Are the Days, I'm Not Rappaport, No Way Out, Grumpy Old Men, Malcolm X, The the Scalf Hunters. So he's been in a lot of good stuff. Do the Right Thing is a great opening to Ozzy Davis because you'll fall in love with him. And with that being said, the actress I'm going to give is Ruby D. And Ruby D is was Ozzy, was, is, well, Ozzy Davis's wife before they both passed away. So cool. Ruby D, Ozzy Davis, those are the the two actors and actresses I'm gonna give y'all to check out. Just cause it's Black History and I'm you know I'm black. I, I love being black. You know, gotta gotta try to gotta try to educate these peeps out here. Yeah, I mean a lot of people would just think uh well you know when you think prominent black actors and actresses, I think a lot of people kind of stop around. You know what, the eighties. Uh, I think you yeah, know, uh, Carl think they, Weathers. Yeah, they like uh, Rocky. Who's the lethal weapon guy? Oh, oh Dan, um, Danny, 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 Danny Glover. Yeah, Danny Glover. I knew it was gonna come. Thank you, Schubert. But yeah, no, you're right. And people don't ever go far enough back. And because I live, I, I spent a lot of time at my grandmother's house. I got to watch these movies with some of these older actors and actresses. And I, and you got to give them their props because. When you think when you think black actors, people think like you said they the earliest they'll go is the eighties, but they're thinking Denzel, they're thinking Morgan Freeman. There's more than just those people, and they're very talented. So I want to give shed their light on them. But 
Shuby, my brother, we got a we got a quite a good bit to get into. We're reviewing the gentleman today. We got some trailers to talk about. We got some some rumors to talk about. I'm ready whenever you are. Yeah, man, I'm definitely ready to talk about the gentleman as well as some of the other topics we have on the docket. So let's get started. First off, of course, I want to find any bit of Star Wars news as I can. As Disney Company was presenting its quarterly earnings to investors, yes, I'm trying to dig that deep. Bob Iger said the, the company is exploring the possibility of infusing the Mandalorian with more characters and taking those characters in their own direction in terms of series. Uh, the priority for the next few years is television, and um, that's going to... He, he confirmed that that includes, at the moment, the Mandalorian Season 2 that's coming in October, Cassie and Andor, and eventually the Obi-Wan series. Um, yeah, that's, that's all the, the latest. Okay, okay. How do you feel about this? Um, my big concern with thinking too far ahead is, like, I think, like, The Mandalorian could have a spinoff, but in more of a Better Call Saul kind of fashion. Instead of, like, I don't want them, like, going ahead and feeding characters into the series that they want to establish for other series. I'd rather them just do the series, and then at the end of the series, or, like, as we've gotten, like, th three seasons in, they're like, oh, yeah, you know what? This character that, like, died off or, you know, uh, had some kind of arc that is over now or is, or is continuing but came later on or something, and they want to, I don't know. But as if they wanted to do it after the fact, like Better Carl Saul kind of thing, I'd be more inclined to be down for that because that's always the way it's kind of been. Like, I just feel too iffy about the time period that we're in with, like, they're actually being, like, Luke, Leia, Han. Like, people, those people are out there. I don't yeah. want to dwell too far away from this Mandalorian storyline because I don't want them to get too mud muddied with the canon. And, and my thing is, yes, I, I and see, I'm going to... I'm going to take Bob Iger's words and I'm going to not stand on the possibility of infusing with more characters and taking those characters in terms of their own directions and series. I'm going to take the part where it's the priority the next few years is television. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Old Republic becomes a television show. Like I wouldn't like and I and I feel like this is what we've been saying we love seeing Star Wars on TV. I think it's it's Filoni, Favreau, their world, and they're gonna start building it out and out. And I want, and I'm excited to see who takes over Old Republic, and how soon they're gonna announce that. Yeah, I mean, I think that, and I've said it before with the TV. I I, I still think Old Republic would be good for to do for the movies, just like since they're already talking about doing them, not that they need to do them, but like yeah, do the Old, Old Republic for the movies, but that doesn't necessarily mean you need to do like the Darth Bane or the Revan storylines, you know, you can save those for TV, especially if you're like worried about what time period you want to do. And my thing um, is, I, we got to get something announced at star Wars celebration this year. So I, yeah, well, I mean, like, I think that for that, they're going to have a lot of Cassie and stuff. Um, that's and it? I think like, we might, but... I think we might have like an idea for an, another series or that Dr. Dr. Afro thing might pop up, you know? That, but that's my thing. I, I'm expecting something to be announced. I, I'm, uh, Star Wars Celebration. Like you said, Cassie and Andor stuff. Obi-Wan being set in stone that it's happening. That, that it's not this nonsense of it's not happening. Maybe name some, like, maybe name, like, a team that's, yeah, like, working on it. Exactly. Give, give us Deborah Chow and whoever else she's working with, with Ewan McGregor. And then, on top of that, 
what's after that? We need something because we got Mando, we got those three, but we, we need something else to be announced, and, I, and that's what I'm expecting. Oh, and, yeah, there's definitely gonna be more Mandalorian stuff too. Yeah, so but but good good for Bob Iger setting the setting the record straight for everybody who's like movies aren't dead in Star Wars. Yeah. You're not. I, but, I, if they were gonna infuse a character into this, I really think it'd be interesting if they like you know took uh you know a character that maybe not this is the exact same person, but a character like a Cad Bane, where like it's a rival bounty hunter kind of deal, uh, but they're. I felt like all the people that they put him up against didn't really have the potential to like have their own like cool backstory or like be a a, a badass, you know. Like I thought people were hoping that that Boba Fett comes back because like that would give him like a primary antagonist that also you want to know more about, and I think that's like the character that could really be infused and then be pushed into a new series. Some My whole thing like... is is like I'm ready for the force, man. Like I'm I'm like we got we got a uh, bounty hunter, we got rebel spy, we got those two. Well, like, I, I, I need that, force action, man. I mean, and that's a good point because like let's say you know in season two maybe some things get explored through the force. Maybe they meet some kind of like people who are tapped into that sort of thing and that becomes what spins off you know something like that that'd be so cool it's, there's potential in what he's been saying but like you said the priority of being the next year few years in television is the main quote there yeah 100 percent um so this there was a bunch of super bowl trailers i don't really remember all of them i remember you know one that big- I, no we don't don't want to talk about too too extensively that I thought it was cute was the the minions one man I I like Despicable Me and I think it's cool that they're gonna explore like young Gru but it's not oh, necessarily no, I, anything I'm gonna go see in the theater. I like that trailer because like you said I actually do like the like one of the few childhood series that I like is Despicable Me and that that was a very cute trailer. But the thing that stuck out to me let's talk about it first the Falcon Winter Soldier Scarlet Witch and Loki trailer. Yeah, man, the the Marvel TV slate that came out in all in one trailer, man, like WandaVision actually kind of looks pretty interesting. WandaVision <laughs> looks absolutely nuts. I want to know if Vision is there. Is this just a a, a figment of her f- bending reality with her powers? We saw two cribs in there, which is the two twins, which is Wicked and Speed, their children. One of them was levitating a a, a binky. That's Wiccan. Speed is takes his powers after his uncle Quicksilver. I am hyped for that series. It looked very good. Where and then my show, my most anticipated Marvel property, the thing that I think is the going to be the the biggest Marvel thing out of this. Even though Scarlet WandaVision, will, uh, Scarlet Witch Vision will be something, will be something if they nail it, something incredible. But um, the hype's still not there. We're talking just in terms of hype. Falcon Winter Soldier, that looks like the gritty spy Jason Bourne series I've always needed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I could definitely see that that being the, the case for that. I mean, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I was really drawn to the WandaVision one, and I was super drawn uh, to, uh, to, like you said, the Falcon Winter Soldier stuff and, and you know, the little snippet of Loki. But I think... Uh, out of all of the Marvel stuff, I'm still all dialed in on Black Widow, and I think that trailer even pushed that the envelope for me for that. Like, I think that that's going to be the best. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. I think Ooh, you, 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 be really good. 
So you're like, hyped, but, but you're hyped I think they're just two different movies, though. Like, I feel like what Black Widow is going to come out and be is probably going to be like what what other Marvel movie comes out this year? Um, I, see, that's why I think it's all TV. It's Black Widow and and, and Eternals. Oh, Eternals. Well, I'm not gonna knock that. But, you know, I think it's going to be a pr- pretty solid movie. I mean, I think that, like, a lot of people were kind of iffy on what a Black Widow movie could be, but I think this is going to be really cool. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not hearing you know, the ta- Black, Black you're Widow talking your, You're talking about your spy Jason Bourne kind of stuff, you know. I feel like that's almost, it's almost going to be, like, uh, Marvel meets, uh, I wouldn't say, like, Jason Bourne, almost John Wickish kind of, I don't know, it's just, like, I feel like there's going to be just some really cool action stuff on top of uh you know your comfortable marvel feel your ass jumped straight to black widow but that was a great trader i'm excited for that i want to say about the loki thing his the his twv on his jacket people are speculating that it stands for time variance authority which appeared in thor uh 372 in 1986 by walt simonson and sal bushima they are basically the time police and they're people who stop time variances and so that's interesting that well, we that might... tells us what what storyline we're getting. Mm-hmm. Right? But I'm saying this in the sense of this could lead to us potentially getting live action Spider Verse, live action multiverse, different things like this. This is very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that that's a possible lead into that. Uh, it reminds me a lot of what they have um with the uh, legends over at uh, cw with the, the time police yeah but i think that marvel's definitely make this be a lot cooler for this whole loki tv show i mean i think that was the big question mark for everyone is like what is this going to be is it going to be like a prequel or are we like changing the the timelines but having it be like the alternate version of loki that was set up in endgame not only adds on to the connectivity of the MCU. Uh, also, like you said, push, push the envelope to extend it further with the multiverses. I'm ready for, you know, Spider-Verse, similar to Flashpoint. Yeah, no, the 100%. MCU. And that will be litty. So, yeah, Black Widow, super dope. Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier looks good, but the surpriser, like we said, Scarlet Witch and Vision, Loki was Loki. That Fast 9 trailer... Whatever, bro. They're going to space, and, I, and I'm not They're ready so for it. I'm not ready for it. I like the Bond trailer. I did like the Bond trailer. It, and it just and, keeps letting know, me know that we're almost to April, which we're going to have to do our top 10 Bond movies soon. I mean, I don't even know if I've seen 10 Bond movies. <laughs> you better get to watching. We got till April. I can think of, off the top of my head, seven. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I got to watch them. I got to watch most of the Roger Moore ones. I don't know if I've seen any of the Roger Moore ones. I've really seen the Connerys and the Craigs and the uh, Brosnans. Yeah, that's the same with me. I've only seen Connery, Brosnan, and, and, uh, and Daniel Craig. I've seen all of those. But I got to watch the Roger Moore. And then there's another guy who was from Australia. I watched the documentary on it being Bond in, uh, on Hulu. But <clears throat> I digress. This movie looks dope. We're getting a lot of gadgets in this. And it just makes me... Ready for April to see James Bond. Solid trailer. Yeah, I think um, Bond's making a big statement in this year, trying to uh, to come back to prominence. One hundred percent. What'd you think of Mulan? Mulan, I, I'm I'm down for it, man. I'm ready to I'm ready to see it. 
Um, I'll see this. This trailer made me more excited than the first one did. Well, yeah, I mean, I think I've kind of settled into what it's supposed to be. You know, the first initial trailers, you're like, okay, well, you know, I know what I'm expecting to see out of Mulan. Like, what are you giving me? And now I've seen, like, since knowing what it is and kind of sitting on it, like, I'm excited for what it's going to give you. I mean, I think it's, um, I think it's the right choice for what that movie serves like i don't really think it needs to be a, a, a light-hearted musical it needs no to be gritty i'm not gonna i'm not gonna disagree with that but my thing is this if you're going because with the witch it reminds me of 47 ronin and it okay. reminds me of a fantastic like they're not being as grounded as they said with that and, and i'm cool with it but my thought process is if you're going to get that fantastical with it, you might as well have brought Mushu in. Like, there's there's certain, like, yes, you don't have to sing, but you're but making... I feel like there's still a possibility that they're going to add Mushu, but, like, not necessarily in the same role. Okay, you think it'll be in a different role. I'm interested to see it, man. I gotta say. Like, I you am... see that he's, like, talking about it. He's praying to the elders. So I feel like there's going to be something with the elders, and, like, they send, like, some kind of something to go help her out maybe there's like a scene where she's conversing with this person that could represent the mushu character but it's not gonna be like you know she's not not gonna have him in her pocket the whole time with the cricket you know oh and another thing i hope that they don't nerf mulan and when i say that i mean i hope that they didn't create the witch to be her third act fight i hope she actually fights the leader of the huns like in the like in the animated film, they should not nerf her and just give her a female villain just cause, and then let uh let uh oh boy from uh Ip Man and uh Rogue One <laughs> fight fight the uh fight the uh leader of the Huns. They should not do that. That would be a big mistake. Yeah, I don't I don't think I'd like to see that. I definitely want to see her take down the big bad. <clears throat> Same, but next up. We got uh oh no wait did you want to talk about the Quiet Place trailer I didn't see it that's why I no. forgot okay cool I All put right, it now. on there just in case you cared no 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 all right next up we got Captain Marvel two loses the director according to the Hollywood Reporter the sequel will be looking for a, a female director to take over the directing duties from duo Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck however Bowden and Fleck are aiming to stay in the MCU and might helm a Disney Plus series. Megan McDonald from WandaVision is... She's going to write the script. script. Yeah, 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 100%. I think the last part, the Bowden and Fleck thing, is just to save face and, like, say, like, oh, no, we didn't think Captain Marvel was bad. We're still going to give these people a series. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Look, that's what it is, Schubert, and you know that's what it is. Captain Marvel was not that great of a movie, and they're not trying to have Captain Marvel 2 be like Captain Marvel 1. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. Uh, it's been funny to listen to people talk about the story, and this is an older story; it's a couple weeks old. But uh, I've been listening like people talk about this, and they're just like, "Yeah, you know." When I watched Captain Marvel a few times afterwards, I realized that it wasn't as good as I thought it was. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. "Yeah, okay." Like, I watched it with my girlfriend like a couple weeks ago. She loves it, but like. But she loves Marvel, and she got to see it. It, it, it. It's that thing where she wasn't a DC fan, so she didn't watch Wonder Woman. But for like a lot of women who watched Wonder Woman, it was their thing. But for her, it was like she got to see Captain Marvel, and it meant a lot to her. And I and I get that. But as in terms of a movie, movie's not that good, bro. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just not as good as Wonder Woman, which is what it's always gonna be compared to. Fact. And I think like the connection 
between it female was, director was, and and star is why that they want to go look for a woman director for this one. Yeah, and also it was just basically Green Lantern. Like they got to give us something, something fresh. <laughs> what was it? Not Green Lantern. <laughs> it was better than Green Lantern. I don't know, bro. That OG oh, Green Lantern man. was fun. Look, I, I could di- I can get down to some Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern fighting up fighting that big fucking yellow cloud. <laughs> Taika Waititi and uh, Ryan Reynolds would disagree with you. Shout out to Taika, but that's all I got on that. Next up. We got, according to Illuminati, as well as Daniel RPK, uh, they have received concrete information that former Batman Christian Bale will be playing an intergalactic villain in Thor Love and Thunder. What did I say, Schubert? He was not. He's getting a one movie thing and he's out of here. It makes sense. I mean, I, I don't think that Christian Bale really wants to get lumped into the MCU. Oh, no. It's like a. It's like what happened with Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal's uh, Mysterio. I don't know if he's coming back. I thought he died. Mm. Die? No, I think they left it open for interpretation. I could totally see like if they brought like a, a Spider-Man. What's what is it, what is it called? Like Sinister Six or yeah, something his, like that. His, his villain, like, the Sinister Six. I could see like, Mysterio being in it. Yeah, I could see him like coming back and doing something like that. But I don't see him doing anything more than that. Because like me- I've been hearing something where they want to try and like build up this like Sony thing where they where they're gonna like use all of them for like a movie and it's gonna be you know Venom, Morbius, Craven and uh, Vulture, Mysterio yeah, and someone else. Yeah, they're trying to make their own sinister sticks for it. And I could see him come back, but maybe I am more inclined to say like Kurt Russell from uh from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like I, I thought think- he died. Yeah he did and that's what I'm saying. He's not coming back like okay. or My- Michael B. Jordan. Like this is what Christian Bale's in that in terms of like he's the yeah, yeah. shot name for to be the villain for this one movie, but good for him. No, definitely good for him. Yeah, I th- I'm excited that he's gonna be a part of this. I'm excited that it's like you know official, official. Yeah. So uh, then we're t- we're flushing out his details. No, 100. Next up, Black Adam movie has some changes. It changes the roster a bit. Cyclone was added to the film as a JSA member and a love interest to Adam Smasher. But the bad news, this means that Stargirl more than likely was cut from the script a la Batgirl in Birds of Prey. He uh, Daniel says he's not 100% sure yet, but it looks like it. They've also changed the name of the character's Isis to Audri- Audriana, but that makes sense due to all the stuff going on in the real world. But the, the main part of this this rumor is that Cyclone was added to the JSA film in, instead of Stargirl, but that makes sense because Stargirl does have her own series right now going on, yeah. and, I, and I don't know if they want to mix mix all of that up. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think, you know, stick, let Stargirl have her own thing because, you know, we already have the issue with who's Barry Allen, really. Oh, well, we'll uh, talk with, about that in a little bit. Yeah, so, like, I, I think it'd be good to keep someone who has a TV property away from a movie unless you're going to add them to the movie franchise. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. But that is just a little rumor we have, and that's all I got on that. All right. Um, so the next thing we got, Lionsgate is developing a biopic about retired NFL player Kurt Warner. It's going to be a faith-based sports uh, movie called American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story that will hit theaters this December, December 18th. Uh, John and Andrew Irwin will direct the film written by David Aaron Cohen of Friday Night Lights fame. Uh, the screenplay is based 
based on interviews with Warner as well as his memoir, All Things Possible, My Story of Faith Football, and The First Miracle Season. So, uh, you know, Kurt Warner has a really cool NFL story coming from, like, being a grocery store bagger to going to the Arena Football League and then making it to the NFL and winning two Super Bowls. Was yeah. It, yeah. No, he, no I, don't, I think he won oh. one Super Bowl, right? Uh, let me did he see. win? I'm, I'm about to tell you. He, I think he won. He beat the Titans, and did he beat the Patriots once? Okay, he's a super. Yeah, one Super Bowl champion. It was against, okay, like you yeah. said, against the uh, St. Louis Rams beating the Titans. But he went against Pittsburgh and he lost. That's the other. And one. he and he went against New England and lost. When did he go against New England? I'm pretty sure. Like I thought that was the first Tom Brady Super Bowl was against the Rams, or maybe Bolger was the quarterback. But uh, I'm looking. I don't. I don't know, Shuby. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not too sure about that. Uh, they were the. Oh wait, matter. they were the greatest show on turf. And I'm, yeah, I think you're right. I think he did lose to uh, lose to to Brady and them. Yeah, no, that's what it's looking like. But no, yeah, he did. Okay, he lost to Brady in 2001. You're right. Yeah, so he made it to three Super Bowls. Kurt Warner mm-hmm. was pretty good, man. I hope they show like actual football playing and not just like his life behind the field, but. It, Seeing that Kurt Warner's really heavy into his faith, I think it might just be him outside of the field. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit of both. I hope um, so. It's it's definitely going to be. It's definitely like if we were going to put it in percentage wise, I think it'd be like seventy five percent of it would probably be like off the field. Mm, but yeah. I think you know part of his story is going to be uh, in the locker rooms or you know w- on the sideline. You know, big big moments. You go know, to the grocery for store. Super Bowls, Super yeah. Bowls, and you know maybe something happens in like arena football. You see some scenes of that, like that's what I'm... you'll see some things. But uh, you know, having Friday Night Lights people attached to this, I think it benefits that because I think they they found a good balance of like incorporating some like good football scenes and then giving you you know the out, outside football stuff. So yeah, hopefully we can get a little bit of both because, like we always say, we we like our superhero movie. I mean, not our our sports movies. Sure. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I'm interested in finding out because they're saying that it's based on like interviews with Warner. Like, like is it going to be more of like I'm I I think what I want to hear later on when this movie gets closer to December 18th is like. So is Kurt Warner? Who's playing Kurt Warner? Like, is like what's the deal behind like the actors? And is this more of like a documentary biopic or is it a biopic biopic? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. I'm down with. I'm down with it. So I'm down to see what Kurt Warner has to offer. Um. So next up, though, we have Tom Hiddleston again. He's going to be the male lead in White Stork, which is a Netflix political thriller series about the paradox of truth in a post-truth world. The mm. British drama series hails from Eleven, the company behind the streamer's hit Sex Education. In White Stork, James Cooper, who's going to be played by Hiddleston, is selected to run for a seat in Parliament. Asher Milan is set to vet him for prime time, but she quickly uncovers potentially damaging secrets buried deep in James's past, secrets that will threaten to blow everything apart, his career, his marriage, even the powerful people backing his campaign. Ooh, maybe this is like the new version, their Netflix's new House of Cards. That's what I'm thinking. But I saw, I read in a different article that it's like a ten part thing, so it's gonna be limited. 
Ooh, but even even still, man, I'm I'm down for this. You know me, I, crime, political thrillers, all that stuff, right up my alleyway. And I'm I'm glad to see Tom Hiddleston doing other stuff besides Loki. People thought he could have been James Bond. Let's see him stretch his legs and get into some 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 non Loki stuff. I'm ready for it. Yeah. I'm really digging some British TV, and I mean, if this is the company that's putting out Sex Education, which is a smash, so I can only expect that this is going to be good. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm ready for it, so good on Tom Hiddleston and Netflix, but speaking of Netflix, the Ultra Carbon se- Season 2 trailer dropped. Uh, the season airs February 27th, 2020, so this year, Season 2 of the compelling sci-fi drama finds Takashi Kovach, the main character, who is now being played by Anthony Mackie instead of the other actor, but I'll explain that in a little bit. If you've watched the series, you know why. The lone surviving soldier of the group of the elite stellar warriors continue his centuries-old quest to find his lost love, Quell Chris Faulkner. After decades of planet hopping and searching the galaxies, Kovach finds himself recruited back to his home planet of Harlan's world with the promise of finding Quell haunted by his past and responsible for investigating a series of brutal murders. Kovach is stunned to discover the new mission to solve the crime in his pursuit to find Quell are one in the same. With the help of his lonely, of his loyal AI Poe, Kovach must now partner with new allies to outwit his enemies to find the truth. Who is Quell Crest Falconer? This show is basically a, a, a mystery show with like some sci-fi war stuff behind it, but he's basically a bounty hunter detective type of person, and he so- helps solve crimes. In the last one, he was played by Joel Kinnaman, uh, and the reason why Joel Kinnaman is not because he got cut, but it's because... In this world, you can take out your brain and put it in different sleeves, which are bodies, and you take out the little disc. Yeah, and you put it in different bodies, and that's why he's Anthony Mackie, because his sleeve got destroyed at the end of season one, but we see someone putting it into something new, so he's going to be back. And each season, it'll be dope if we see them transform bodies each time, because in season one, you see him in the beginning as a a Japanese man who's like really good at, at martial arts, and then something happens. Then he's Joel Kinnaman. Something happens. Now he's Anthony Mackie. I am hyped for season two. If you love Cowboy Bebop, if you love Trigon, if you love that anime stuff, this show is absolutely amazing. And on top of that, they're putting out an anime companion movie that will explain some of some other stuff that goes on in the show. I'm super hyped for season two and all of Altered Carbon. Now, that's a pretty interesting concept, you know, uh, doing an, uh, an anime an anime show on the side to explain things that and that's kind of what the witcher's doing with their animated anime movie i like how netflix is doing if they keep doing stuff like this this is something that could work because i always said altered carbon was a great live action show but i'd be interested to see the anime i i love this whole altered carbon stuff because it shows how live action anime should be done i know we're not talking about the one piece series because we talked about that on anime talk but when i want to see live action stuff like anime i want to see it like this like uh like ghost in the shell like a a a little battle angel you can't do stuff where people are crazy powered or all kind of craziness this is grounded to a certain extent and ultra carbon's an amazing amazing show i can't wait for season two cool i might have to check that out what else you got all right, next up, Netflix has entered a deal with Adam Sandler and his Happy Madison production for four more films. My only thing with this news issue be Adam Sandler said that if he didn't win the Oscar, 
he was going to make the shittiest movie possible. So I don't know if Netflix is, is getting ready to make that really shitty movie, but it could trend and people will watch it and be like, damn, Adam Sandler said he was going to make the shittiest movie ever. This is the shittiest movie ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a good marketing tool. I feel like people would want to see that. I, I would. I definitely would. <laughs> so I don't know. So, but so it, it, that's actually genius. Yeah. <laughs> Good but hey four movies i hope that you know they're not all like after him seeing him well not i didn't see uncut gems but i mean after knowing that he has stronger acting chops from what he did in uncut gems i'm hoping like maybe one of those is like a little bit flipped from the happy madison script but if i did i did enjoy martyr mystery with the one with jennifer aniston so i don't think that the movies that he puts out on netflix are bad so we'll see yeah, no, so we, we shall see. Next up, we got Jason Statham and Kevin Hart's are, Ke- Jason Statham and Kevin Hart are in talks to star in an action comedy, The Man from Toronto. Sony Pictures will release uh, on November 20th. Patrick Hughes, who directed The Hitman's Bodyguard and The Expendables 3, will direct. Sony's keeping the plot details under wraps, but Schubert, are you interested in a, uh, a buddy comedy with Kevin Hart and Jason Statham? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, I'm going to say this. The I Hitman's mean, Bodyguard was pretty good. Maybe this will be good, but who knows? Maybe Kevin Hart can trans. He's trying to get out of the rock shadow. Maybe he can do it with Jason Statham. I mean, maybe. I feel like I feel like um, this, this is just the same old, same old, you know? It's not really anything new. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, well, look, Just I like because, that. like, uh, Kevin Hart's now paired up with a white actor. <laughs> Okay, I think it'll be. I think it'll be good. I'm gonna give Kevin Hart the benefit of the doubt because his both the one with Ice Cube and The Rock were pretty good movies. Inter- like, and when I say good movies, they were entertaining and they were funny. This, I feel, this could be the same way. And and we haven't seen Jason Statham with a Kevin Hart type actor ever. I I want to say. You you know what I want to see Jason Statham in. This movie coming up from Guy Ritchie, who who directed that movie we just saw, The Gentleman. He's got a movie coming out called Cash Truck, and it's you got Jason Statham, Scott Eastwood, uh, Josh Harnett, like um, the you know Hartnett. I mean, but uh, and it's about a uh, cash truck driver who um, I guess gets into. Uh, predicament but based on what i saw with the gentleman i mean that's the kind of movie i want to see jason statham in right now something like that's not blockbuster kitschy buddy cop let's be funny yeah so i mean look man i'm i'm i I, we got the buddy cop thing so i'll be down for that but you know i'm excited to see the other the the movie with guy richie and we'll talk about why when we discuss the gentleman but Let's talk about the Crisis on Infinite Earths, Flash. We just want to talk about the Flashpoint thing. Neither of us watched the full Crisis, but... Not yet. The movie Flash, uh, Ezra Miller, appeared in the Flashpoint, and we want to talk about what this means. Look, I'm going to say this. Warner Brothers wanted it to happen, and they wrote it this way. I think that this even more so will confirm that Ezra's our Flash in, in the movie going forward, and I think this is to help. Maybe if DC ever wants to do a, a full multiverse thing, they can bring in the TV show people. And also well, think about, and also because Titans uh, on the DC universe and all the HBO stuff is another Earth of this Flashpoint or of this uh, CW Earth, that will allow them to pick and choose. Well, will we bring in the CW or will we bring in 
the HBO Max series or the DC Universe series. I think this just opens things up. I mean, I think Greg Gus is going to be in the movie. In the Flash movie? Yeah. Oh, you tripping. You no, tripping. I don't think that Ezra I'll bet you would ever. In the TV show. I th- no, but Warner Brothers wanted Ezra Miller to appear so they could. It was, it was so they can. So they could give you the idea that there's a multiverses yeah and, you and, know, who's to say that they don't come come across as again like i'm not saying he's gonna get like a full 20 minutes in the movie oh i thought you like, was, I, no 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 okay i thought you were saying that he was gonna I think, replace I Ezra think Miller. you're gonna see him no okay. no 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 i think i'm just saying like he's gonna be in the movie oh okay well i, I look i'm not gonna bet you on that i was about to bet you that because you thought you were saying grant gustin was the new flash i was like mm-hmm. oh you, no, you no, like they they put Ezra in that to get people to like be like okay well the Flash you guys love on CW he exists in the cinematic universe that we're doing but go support Ezra <laughs> <laughs> that's what that was bro but I'm glad it happened like Marvel didn't have the the cojones to put Daredevil in the Avengers in game uh, that's true so they good could have. yeah yeah no one hundred percent but that's all I got on that man I, I'm, I'm gonna check out Crisis soon enough. All right, well, let's move on to the box office. At number five is Jumanji, The Next Level. Uh, at number four is Han- uh, Gretel and Hansel. I didn't know that that was a movie that was out in theaters. Um, <laughs> what is that? Is that a horror movie? I feel like it is. Okay. Uh, Doolittle is at number three. Yeah, it's, fan- it's a fantasy horror movie. Okay. Uh, 1917 at number two, and Bad Boys for Life at number one. We're going to have a new number one after this week, and with that being said, let's go to our movies on the rise. Me and Schubert both have the same movies on the rise, but I'll mention mine. Birds of Prey, this Thursday, I will be in the theaters to check it out. The reviews are pretty damn good. People are saying this is John Wick, but in the Harley Quinn verse, they're saying not only does it, is this a good Harley Quinn movie, but they give... Black Canary, Huntress, May Montoya, a lot of stuff, and they and it, they leave you wanting more from them. This is setting up a good universe, and there's hints. Uh, well, let me not say they're hints. The actors were talking about Robert Pattinson's Batman and it possibly being connected to this. And also over the over the weekend or last week, while Batman was filming, we saw footage of. Harley of Rob, Margot Robbie hanging out with Robert Pattinson in Glasgow, uh, as well as Bur- uh, Black Canary. Crazy. But they're just hanging out in Glasgow, like at a bar. I'm just it, no, they were in like a uh, they were in like a building. It wasn't like a mm. yeah, it wasn't like a bar or a pub. No, 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 no. I wouldn't just hanging it. out. Yeah, they were just chilling. I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right, let's go, baby. Let's fucking go. I keep checking every day for new Batman announcements. I'm I'm I saw a supposed leak of the Batmobile and it looks fire. I don't even know if it's true. <laughs> That's funny, man. I'm out here, baby. That's so funny. I'm ready for Birds of Prey. But yeah, I'm so I'm super ready for Birds of Prey too, man. I think it's gonna be um when John Sign me up. And, oh, and they said uh, it's also being said that Ewan McGregor is the best DCEU villain. Like, yeah, the best one. Dang. So, wait, the people have already seen it and they're talking about it? Yeah. Oh, they're shoot. saying it's the be- he's the best DCEU villain, like, you know, like of all time. Not saying better than like uh, Ledger or, or, uh, or uh, Joaquin Phoenix, but saying he's the 
the best uh, DCEU villain. That's what that's what they're saying. So, well, that's the thing too with him com- coming into this Obi Wan series. Like when Ewan McGregor jumped into Obi Wan in the prequels, like he wasn't the same Ewan McGregor that he is now. Like Ewan McGregor now is acting chops. So yeah. like, to have him in this Birds of Prey movie was a big deal. It's like getting Christian Bale to be in uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Like you're getting a quality guy to come in here and be your your act your villain and and act his ass off so i'm glad to hear that that's that's the case for him and i think that you know it excites me for well nah i'm not gonna say anything about everyone until we get more <laughs> yeah oh let me say this the mandalorian eight episodes in october wandavision six episodes in december and falcon winter soldier six episodes in august damn marvel disney plus i know they spend a lot of movie on these shows but Six, six, and eight. That's that's weak, bro. I mean, that's gonna carry the whole the whole week, uh, the whole season though, because you know that's not all gonna come out at once. Yeah, no, it's it's six episodes in August, eight episodes in October, and six episodes in December. Yeah, those six episodes will take you to October. October will take you to December. Yeah, so we gonna we gonna see, but that's all I wanted on that. What's your uh birds of? What's your next uh movie on the rise? Yeah, uh, the on Netflix you got Lock and Key. We talked about the trailer a couple episodes back, and now it's going to premiere on Netflix. So that's definitely gonna be something you're gonna want to check out. Um, if you haven't heard about it, go check out the trailer. It's really cool. So adapted comic, uh, kind of in the same vein of like the Umbrella Academy. If you watch that, so it might be a, a fun, interesting watch. And my other movie on the rise is uh, something I talked about before when I went to the New Orleans Film Festival. I caught Troop Zero with Viola Davis, and that's out on Amazon Prime now. So I recommend that if you want something like lighthearted, it, it, that's a it's a fun little watch. Oh, okay, um, cool. Troop Zero. Cool, cool, cool. That's Allison Janney, Viola Davis, Jim Gaffigan, and a, a bunch of really talented kids. Hell yeah, well, I'm excited for all those. Definitely going to check out Lock and Key, and I'll check out the Vi- Viola Davis uh, picture. So, dope. Watch, right. it with, watch it with your girlfriend. I think you guys might like it. All right, cool, cool, cool. Well, let's get into the final uh, thing where we're going to review the gentleman. Shuby, what would you think of it? I liked it, man. I liked it. Um, you know, you saw Bad Boys for Life, so I don't really know how. I mean, like, it's just I haven't seen too oh, many a, movies yet. It's a, it's a it's different like, movie. It's a totally like this movie was at like Bad Boys for Life was like a, a action comedy. No, this was like a gangster film that was funny, but like didn't lay into the humor like Bad Boys for Life. This is the best movie of 2020 so far. Well, because like the lack of commentary about it the past few weeks, like I got really scared. Like I was like, man, like am I going to go to this movie? It's going to be a waste of time. And then like I get in there and it was like a pleasant surprise. Like uh, I-, I thought it was going to be like a period piece, but it actually ended up being like today and i was like whoa that's kind of cool like you know matthew mcconaughey running a a, a british weed dr- tr- uh, drug trade in present day like i thought that was a really cool, cool and a lot of the stuff the stuff where about how gangsters operate in england without with guns being illegal and the stuff about mm-hmm. it, including uk grime and getting people to film it because that's going on that's how rappers blow up in the uk they film themselves beating people up and showing they're really gangster well that's their music video it's absolutely nuts so when i saw all of that i was like yo look at guy richie tapping into the uk culture i dig it man the only my only criticism of this and this isn't even really a criticism it's just it took me a while to get used to the heavy, thick British accents, but once I did, it was fire. Love the oh, performance. Yeah, 
love the performance of Matthew McConaughey. I loved Hugh Grant in it. Hugh Grant is the as the private eye was absolutely amazing. Henry Golding and Charlie Hunnam were okay. They were they were decent. They were good. Nothing nothing negative to say about them. But I loved loved Colin Farrell and Jeremy Strong. This movie has me hyped for the Batman. Colin Farrell can definitely be Penguin. And I I was thinking John David Washington if he's not Harvey Dent and I know this dude turned it down. But boy, I would have loved to see Jeremy Strong as Harvey Dent from uh, Succession, and he was the other—he was a Jewish American in this movie. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I didn't—I don't know too much about Jeremy Strong. Yeah, he was in—he was in Succession, and that's where I know him from. And he turned down Harvey Dent. He like Matt Reeves actually wanted him, and I thought—I think he would have been a great Harvey Dent. Yeah, I think he would have been a pretty good Harvey Dent. Um, I, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I I liked his character in this. I mean, I thought that it took a lot of twists and turns. I don't know if I, I mean, I guess this movie's been out for a few weeks, so we can spoil it or whatever. But yeah. like, I didn't, I didn't really you know expect uh, expect him. I guess you know you, you kind of see it's one of those things where like I don't really think I saw it all coming, and it no, was one I of those didn't. things where you were confused at the beginning too because, and I, I was going to mention this to you when we were talking about it before, but I was like, I didn't know if I was watching. Hugh Grant's pitch of what the events could be to be a movie or something like I didn't know if he was like reading this dude his script or if like these were the actual events of like the of the actual people for a while like the first 20 minutes I'm like what a, what what's the sequence here like are we flashing back to things like are, but see the thing like is yesterday it, it, okay so it was like it was it it wasn't that it was Hugh Grant recollecting what he knew from his investigation. But at the same time, when you get to the ending, it was his pitch as a movie. Yeah. So like, was. I thought that was awesome. Like, and, and then you see Guy Ritchie's man from uncle in the background. And I'm like, Oh, this is dope. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I thought that it was just really well done in a lot of different ways. And like super it, fun it, film. It, it I don't even want to spoil it. it yeah, Cause I want people to watch a, a, a smile on my face. Yeah. That's, that's why I don't really want to spoil too much of it either. Like, I, I I really think that Colin Farrell stole the screen. Like every yeah, time he, he's on, like he was he was super funny, um, but also had like this badass persona. Yeah, and so like you you didn't know if you wanted to fear him or give him a hug. It was like I, I loved his character, and then Matthew McConaughey. I think you know when we talk about the McConaughey's, we don't realize that like. Since about 2016, a lot of the movies that he put out really haven't been like that striking. Yeah. Um, and you know, since True Detective season one too. So like, I think this is the first thing that I've seen him since around that time that has really like been like, yeah, like this is this is what I'm talking about. Like this is Matthew McConaughey from like you know Interstellar. Or anything like that. Well, I'm not gonna say from Interstellar, but I'll say he was good in this. But funny enough, I didn't think he was the like I, I would put Hugh Grant, Colin Farrell, Jeremy Strong. Do I put Henry Golding and Charlie Hunnam over him? I don't think I do. Mm, no. I don't think I don't think I do. I think he was the fourth. And it, it best was just, I think it was just because Henry Golding didn't have enough to do. Like that's the thing with him. Like people have asked me like how I felt about his performance. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I feel like he did a good job with what he was given, but like I just don't know if he was had an, uh, as much to do. Yeah. Say no, I, I feel that. And Charlie Hunnam was just good. No, he didn't he didn't he he played it right. He didn't wow me or anything like like you said colin farrell stole the screen i thought jeremy strong did a great job and i loved hugh grant in it i thought i thought those three were the standouts matthew mcconaughey was was above average and then i think the other two were average and that's well, another 
Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with you on on all that. And you know, moving to talking about like the director and Guy Ritchie, you know, I've really kind of uh, bought into wanting to see more of his films now. The, the, there's always been like a stigma amongst people who talk about movies that they they they're either like you're either you either like a Guy Ritchie movie or you don't. And I mean, f- for the past few movies, I've liked the Guy, Guy Ritchie movies. I really like this movie. Um, I liked the I, I like the Sherlock Holmes series. I liked Aladdin. I, I, I liked Aladdin, and um, I like King Arthur, even though people didn't like it. Yeah, Man of Uncle was a bad movie either. Oh, I love I love I love Man of from Uncle, and I think the the Guy Ritchie isms, the things that he does, how he p- presents flashbacks, how he presents changes in your if you think you're going here, then you go right, and you, if you think you're going right, you end up going left. I loved all of that. Not too many twists, but enough twists to keep me like, oh, I didn't see any of this coming. I didn't predict this movie at all. Yeah, man. Like this may, movie made me really want to go back and try and catch some of these these past movies. You know, Lock, Stock, and Barrel, and brother. Lock, Stock, and Barrel, uh, Revolver with Jason Statham, and Snatch. Like those are the three movies that I definitely want to go check out now. And that's why I was mentioning Cash Truck because you know him te- him teaming up with Guy Ritchie again. That kind of, to me, that makes me excited to go see that movie. I feel like that's a a duo that I want to check out. No, I'm with you. I agree with all that. But I I would give The Gentleman a solid 8 out of 10. Solid 8. And, like, that's not a negative. That's like a, it's a good 8 out of 10. Like, it's a great time at the theater. Yeah, I mean, I think I'll stay with you and just stay with 8 out of 10 there. Um, For some people, it could be, you know, a little lower for some people it might be a little higher like uh i could, i know that when i was watching it i was definitely enjoying it um but i know that it, it's there were still some parts that were like a little uh you know the the guy richie isms that people talk about and stuff like that so like it's got a, it's kickbacks but man did i have a, a hell of a good time and I'm glad yeah. that i went to go see it i de- and i'm glad we, we- i want to see it again and that's my thing. Like, for us to choose not to spoil something so you guys can go watch it, that's how you know we liked it. Like, we'll spoil, like, the comic book movies because we have to and we're reviewing it. But this is something that I think you guys should definitely go check out. Like, this is one of those films where when people are like, we need more independent, ori- not, not independent, we need more original films in the theaters. We need to support them. Go support a film like this because this was really good. Yeah, this is exactly what it- you you want to see out of those movies that are outside of the franchise like it's something that gives you a feel of like a one of those big blockbuster franchise films like to me it, it felt and then like th- this really isn't like you could compare the two but to me it felt so much like kingsman like it didn't feel mm-hmm. like the same sh- the movie like shot wise and stuff like that they're two diff- totally different styles but like just like uh you know, like the 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 rapper boys, and then like um, you know, uh, what's his name, um, Colin Farrell beating up those kids in the little store. Like, oh, the action was the, great. Yeah, like the action, like really, like gave me those uh, John Wick Kingsman kind of things where I'm like, oh yeah, like look at this. It may not have been like the coolest action shot sequences, but like it was good action. No, I agree with you 100. percent So you guys definitely go check out. The gentleman, but should be that's all I really got, man. Because I don't want to spoil it. I like just want to give give our high praise, you know. Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely don't want to to spoil 
anything with that. Uh, you watching any of the reality stuff? Uh, oh, I did watch. Uh, I, I'm actually am watching The Masked Singer, and I and Ooh, I yeah. and I guessed two of them, maybe even more. I knew for everybody who didn't guess the robot was Little Wayne, they're tripping. They're absolutely tripping. Like, cause in you, you did you watch episode one? Yeah, yeah I watched it. That's okay, yeah. I, that's what I was leaning to. I was hoping you checked it out. For for anybody who didn't guess the robot was Lil Wayne, they're tripping. And then the the tiger that was first is one hundred percent Rob Gronkowski. And if yeah. you didn't know that, you're absolutely nuts. Yeah, like right as soon as he walks out, you know that's Gronk. Yeah, and, and like the, his package was super easy too. Exactly. It was like, how obviously is this not a New England Patriot player? It's either him or Tom, and I don't think it's Tom. It's definitely not Tom. Yeah, and, but did you know Wrong. the game? Did you know the robot was Lil Wayne? I honestly didn't pay too much attention to that performance. Yeah, you just hear his voice, man. That's all you had to do is listen to how the robot was singing, and it's like, bro, that is Lil Wayne. Um, I can, yeah, I mean, I couldn't tell. Like that was that was a total up in the air. I, I all I could, all I knew is that the choices that they were giving were completely off. I was, yeah. was like, it's definitely not Steve-O or Johnny Knoxville. Like, people are crazy. Floyd uh, uh, Mayweather, like, horrible. Are you kidding? And Jamie Foxx and Robin Thicke both made songs with Lil Wayne. And if you know Lil Wayne, when they said the skateboard stuff, like all the clues. But I guess that's just because I'm a Wayne fan. All the clues told me, oh, that's Lil Wayne. Mm. Yeah. So, I, I don't know who the kangaroo is who like had like a traumatic experience recently. I don't know who that is, but we're gonna see. Is that like Demi? I don't know, man. When they said Iggy Azalea, I was like, well, that, the Australian connection makes sense, but like, there's no way that Iggy Azalea is gonna come on the show. Yeah, and I didn't think she had a traumatic experience. No, I don't know, but yeah, that, that, that's the, that's the only reality show I'm watching right now is The Masked Singer. But yeah, yeah like I, I'm glad that that's back and. I I have fun with that show. Are you caught up on a, The Bachelor? A good laugh. Yeah, man. I'm I'm, I'm watching all that. All right, we'll stuff. talk. It, it, it's it's the one thing I'll say about that. You know, not going too big into it is I really don't like the season that much. Ooh, damn. Well, I'm gonna watch it so I can see what what I think. But I haven't I haven't watched it. I was planning on starting it this week, so don't say anything. Well, but the I'm, one the one more thing I am I don't like this season, but I am excited for Paradise. Mm, okay, okay. Well, I'm gonna check it out and see what see what I think. All right. Well, that that wraps things up today for episode 75 of the Bros Who Binge podcast. Lyndon, what's going on with the Bros Who Think Network? Be sh- oh, you can follow me at LynnBWT, follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. Be sure to check out the most recent episode of Anime Talk out on the YouTube. As of now, it's just on the YouTube. Yes, yeah, on the YouTube's. As of now, it's just the video out. The audio will be out. Probably later, later today. By the time you guys hear this, if not the day after, but go check out the video, man. We 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 have a dope set, and we it's you get to see me and Chris and see our reactions to all the stuff. Super super dope. Episode forty five out now. The Bros Who Think podcast will be out on uh, Thursday. We're gonna be talking Pelicans. We're gonna be talking Super Bowl winners. How Patrick Mahomes shouldn't got the Super Bowl MVP. We're gonna be talking oh, about wow. all. Oh, yeah, no, no, I definitely think that. But uh, yeah, so we'll talk about that on Thursday. And and uh, Charles and Josh are talking LSU basketball. You can check out those episodes. You can find out everything at www.brosyouthink.com. We have the winners of our first giveaway. It was Art Dealer, uh, aka Gigi, Chase Young, and then Luis Marillo. Luis Marillo, if you hear this, please contact us so we can get your information and send you the merch. And if you're asking, 
oh, well, how do I enter in a giveaway? Are y'all doing another one? We're doing a giveaway every month. And the way you enter is to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, Facebook slash Bros You Think, follow Anime Talk Pod on IG, or subscribe to the YouTube, follow us on SoundCloud, or leave a comment on the Apple Podcast or Spotify podcast thing and rate us. And if you do all of those things, you will be entered four times to win in the giveaway, and you have four opportunities to get your name pulled. And like we said, we're giving out prizes every month. Shout out to the people who won the first month. Thank you for listening and supporting the network. Thank you to everyone who listens and supports the network. If you have listened just once or you listen every week, we really, really appreciate it. And if you can leave a review, leave a comment, leave a like on whatever platform you listen to, it would really, really help us out a lot. We're not asking for money. We're not doing anything like that. If you want to support us, leave a like, leave a comment, leave a review. That will help us out tremendously. But that's all I got, Shuby. All right. Well, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ashubert14. Like Lyndon said, make sure you go and support everything going on with the Barosa Thing Network. Give us some likes and subscribes. Uh, and also, go at, go watch some movies. Get out to the theater. We... Especially this weekend, you know, if you're not watching Birds of Prey, you know, the gentleman, uh, Bad Boys for Life, 1917, it's actually a quality time to go to the theater right now. So go and support your, your theaters. Anyway, that wraps things up here with us. I hope everyone has a great week. And as always, keep it.